Hello and welcome to Relationship Goals Question Mark. I am Amber Zackham. And I am Danny Zackham. And Danny is just back from like a five-day vacation. So we yeah. are welcoming welcoming him back to both the podcast and home. life itself, I guess. <laughs> um, I just got home from like a nine-hour drive. So I am beat, but I got my martini and I am ready to go and do this and get the thing done. I have three drinks in front of me. Danny's overflow martini, kind of like how if you order a milkshake, you get a second one, basically. It was martini and a half night. <laughs> Shout out to Deja Vu. <laughs> and then I make a fall sangria every Thanksgiving. That you made last Thanksgiving. And, and I saved it for this fall to see if aging helps it. And I haven't even tried a sip yet. Here we go. It's good. It's good? There's maybe too much bourbon I added to it, but here, try it. Okay, I'll give it a quick... Ooh, got a little kick in there with it's the bourbon. Though, huh? It is good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, good. we're well. on a good. We're off to a good, <laughs> good start. We got two good drinks. So we do have a little bit of scheduling news. Yeah. Um, this is episode forty-eight, and we are only by the time everyone listens to this, we're only a week away from our one-year episode anniversary. Woo! Big five-zero, which is awesome. And it's we're, amazing. We're gonna be like right around. I don't know, like. 13,000 downloads by then, which is awesome. We love that. And we're so excited that you guys have taken this journey with us this year. I was going to say, when we started, I, I I thought maybe we'd get through five, 10 episodes, but the fact that we've, I don't know, powered through and we're up to 50 episodes is crazy. It is crazy. And that doesn't even include all of our bonus episodes. No. I think we started doing bonus episodes um, either the first month or the second month. So this, we should, we probably have 15 bonus episodes as well, which is just absolutely crazy that we pumped out this much talking. <laughs> and we love that everyone continues to, uh, to listen. So we'll um, keep doing it as long as uh, we keep getting the love. Yeah. It's been really, I feel like very therapeutic for us this year as a couple. And I would, I I'm interested to see every year that we do this, how our relationship evolves from where we started to where we're going. And I think this year is going to be a lot of changes for us as well. Maybe there'll be a lot more Danbury after dark episodes. Oh, but what we're planning to do is you'll obviously you're getting this episode. You're going to get an episode next week and then that will be it for a few weeks. We're going to take um, our one year anniversary to pause and um, figure out where we want the podcast to go over the next like six months to a year. We're going to schedule some. We're actually going to get some people scheduled. Love to, to get love to get some guests and just you know break up break up the the week to week damber. Even though we know everyone loves it. Exactly. And um, yeah, so we're gonna definitely come back with a a full schedule. It's still gonna say you know we're gonna keep things the same. Um, for our Patreons, we are doing um, two bonus episodes for you. So you'll get one um, at the end, before the end of September, you'll get one early October and that won't be your October bonus episode. So you'll get an extra one just as a thank you for always tuning in. Mm -hmm. um, if while we're on our break, you want to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash relationship goals QM. The $5 a month is the start of where you can listen to bonus episodes. So check that out. We appreciate all of our patrons and um, we're just really excited. We started out last year 
with one and now we yeah. have five. We'll take it. Hey, I love it. I'm excited. I mean, we're just nobodies talking yeah, about our relationship. Couple no, couple nobodies that don't know much. Well, That's true. Maybe I don't know much, but I don't know much either. <laughs> but hey, we figured out how to do this a little bit. So and I would like to upgrade some of our equipment. So that will be maybe part of the process of our break. Um, maybe I dual microphones. They, there is this one microphone I want that has like two sides meant for like That's interviewing. So probably that. And um, yeah. Well, anything else? No, I'm, you know, I'm excited for the end of September, the start of October. I love the fall. fall. We love the fall. Love the fall. Love. It's just like the start of the holidays. And I love, I love the holidays. I love, I mean, I, I enjoy Halloween. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. I love decorating for Christmas. I love Christmas. I love new year's. Like basically now through the end or, you know, through the beginning of January is the best time of year. It was fun. I was listening to the radio on my drive today and they were talking, like people were like chiming in if they liked fall or not. And the, some of the people that like don't like fall, I just find crazy. One lady's like, I like when it's 120 degrees out. That's Jenny. It's like, you're crazy. That's Jenny. How can you not like the fall? I don't get it. I, summer was fun. I'm done with it. Yeah. The fact that it's still 80 degrees out. Goodbye. 80 degrees out. It's going to start getting, you know, blissful outside and nice. You'll just sleep with the windows open. The leaves were already changing up in Minnesota. So. I actually probably shouldn't say that. It's fine. What? You guys don't know where we live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's and if fun. you do, our bedroom's on the second floor, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't murder us. Ah. So that's it as far as news goes. Anything? Um, no, I think I'm good on my side. Okay, cool. Well, um, tonight's episode, we are talking about basically normalizing having your needs met outside of the relationship. So basically, um, a really easy summary of tonight's episode is just you can't rely on your partner for everything. And you also shouldn't rely on your partner for everything. So we're going to talk through that and just a few different scenarios and different needs that people have that sometimes are met, you know, through your significant other and sometimes are with other people. So I also think it's good for your, you know, this is good for people in relationships, but also people that aren't in relationships that are you know, looking to get into one that I just think that like a lot of what we're talking about is important. Um, I did some research, so I'll make sure to, you know, I'm going to let you guys know where you can find some of this research as we go through. And I always um, put the articles that I use in our notes um, in the description. It's called the show notes. If you've listened to our podcast since the beginning, you'll know that I hate the phrase, my partner is my best friend. And I think that really embodies uh, what we're talking about tonight. I don't disagree that your partner, you should be friends because I think people, um, tend to be more kind to friends than they are their spouses. Um, and I also think like it's rare for friendships to break up. And if we thought of our relationship as friendships, we would be able to, um, maybe work through some things that it's harder with a partner. However, I just think that the phrase that your partner is your best friend is putting too much that you don't need to put into your relationship that you can rely on the rest of the relationships in your life in smaller capacities to fulfill you in. And I think that what we're talking about tonight is really going to explain what my hatred of that phrase. Yeah. And you, 
there there obviously has to be balance there like like amber said like you want you want your partner to obviously be a friend but a friend is someone yeah you're not always gonna you're not always gonna say everything that's on your mind with a friend with a relationship though like i know amber and i always say what's on our mind and you just we're have, working on it and we're working <laughs> on that but it's a, you have to you have to have balance there and you have to have other people in your lives you know to have that balance. to lean on yeah you have to you don't want to lean a hundred you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and I think that's true when it comes to emotions and feelings. Like if you go to one person as your sounding board for everything and let's say they, they, they tend to not agree with everything or something in that happens, like a huge issue then arises compared to when you lean on, you know, a few people and you can get different opinions and balance that way. I also think even going further than that, that it's unfair to another person to put everything on them because we all have our own things going on too. So putting all of your emotional needs on one other person, especially when they're someone that's directly involved in some of those emotions, that's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think that don't get me wrong, your partner should fulfill your emotional needs to some degree. However, it's up to you first and foremost as well as, you know, the relationships you build throughout your life to really add to that. And um, I took a quote from verywellmind.com that said, you should not consider yourself an empty emotional vessel to be filled by your spouse. So you have to be the person that is fulfilling your emotional needs and then allowing other people in your life to give you support in that area. Mm -hmm. So you are the CEO of your emotional needs and you fill your boardroom yeah. with the people that can really um, support you in the way that you need to be supported. And even if your partner is your, you know, next, your right hand man, it doesn't make them the person that bears the entire brunt of the entire relationship. 100%. And the boardroom idea that I think that's a, that's a funny looking boardroom. I feel <laughs> like, you know, you have, I feel like you have your old support system and then you have, you know, random people that have come into your life in the last few years that you kind of just like, tr you know, trust when you, when you need something or you have a certain feeling like there are just certain people that you go to. Well, and we're going to get into this more, yeah. but I also think there's definitely people in your life who you might not even consider a close friend that depending on the types of things you like to do in your life really do lend to your emotional support in ways that they probably don't even realize. Yeah. And we're going to give a, uh, an example later of Danny with his tennis um, friends that he plays with. And I just think that like, there are ways to get the emotional needs that we all need without it being some big attachment type thing. And um, so we'll get into that. But I wanted to kind of start out by saying that uh, basic human needs, of course, we all know are food, water, clothes, sleep and shelter. Those are the five things that people need to just survive. And if you think about the fact that those are the basic human needs and as adults, you already give that to yourself without anyone else, um, or you should be <laughs> not relying on other people <laughs> yeah. for those five basic needs. You know, when it's, I'm not, you know, obviously there are people that can't give themselves the basic needs, but I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm generalizing here, but there are also what we found as 10 emotional needs that everyone has. 
And um, I'm going to put the exact link in the show notes, but this is from healthline.com. Mm-hmm. And these 10 emotional needs are affection, acceptance, validation, autonomy, security, trust, empathy, prioritization, connection, and space. Out of the, the 10 that Amber just said, there are some that I think we do a really good job, you and I, of connecting and you know being the sounding word of each other. But there are some that I feel like we struggle at for time to time um be looking right at the beginning i think affection is one that that maybe i struggle with personally because you and i aren't always the most like affectionate lovey lovey person i think we go through ebbs and flows with that but i don't really go to other people for that at all like i definitely don't go to my family for like affection or to feel like loved like so that's one that i think i personally struggle with out of the 10 just you know, when, when the, when I saw the list and read the article today, um, there are a lot of the other ones that we do a really good job of either friends, close family. I'm sure Amber's got examples, but, um, uh, that one just really stuck out to me for some reason. That makes me sad Yeah, because I'm not like the most affectionate person. I know. And so I guess I don't think about the fact that you don't have anyone necessarily else that you go to and affection can mean like a physical touch. It can mean, um, saying something like nice to someone. And so I guess that's something that I'm happy to hear you say, because it means I should work on it a little bit more because I, I feel like, I can get affection in a lot of ways. And maybe that's why I'm not as affectionate as you are. Yeah. Um, I get like affection from social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> horrible as that sounds. But I think that in some ways your partner can meet all of these needs. However, they shouldn't be the only source of them. No. If they're, like I said, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket and I mean, some of these, some of these are huge, like trust. <laughs> if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, like you, yes, 100% you should trust your partner. But like, if you, if you think that they're like, there's without a shadow of a doubt that like they can never slip up. And if they do, like, that's going to crack the relation. Like there's an issue. There. Like, do you hold your friends to that high of standard? Cause that's what I'm saying. When I say like, if people treated more of their relationships, like they do their friendships, I think people would have better relationships. No, friends, I think friends, like they, if there's an issue, like good friends talk it through and get to the source of it. And like, yeah, it may happen a few times before something's said, but like good friends definitely talk through those issues or like bring it up, like, especially like trust or, oh, security, things like that. Those are like really important core, core things, not for a relationship, but for friendships too. Like, I mean, yeah, you want it, you, when you talk to your friends, obviously, when you're when you're saying something, you want them to like accept it or like, I definitely have people personally, I go to if I need something valid, like if I need validation for a way I'm feeling or, or something I want to do, there are definitely a few people that I go to outside of Amber to like get that validation. Or, you know, sometimes it is trust. Like, I also have very close friends that I trust 100% with like what I talk about. Let's go through these a little yeah. more in order. Let's, yeah, we You're can jump in all. I know place. I am. I know I am. So let's, since we've already kind of had a little discussion about affection, let's talk about acceptance. I think this one is kind of an easy one. Um, anything you're interested in, that's a group of people that you're going to go to. So if you're into sports, a sports group, mm-hmm. if you um, enjoy acting and you do like community theater, um, whatever your hobbies are, you can get acceptance through that, but also through your work. I think we have all had a moment where um, we've gotten praise from 
an authority figure. Mm -hmm. And that is a big way to kind of fill that acceptance um, vat in your life. You need to feel accepted by your friends. You need to feel accepted by your family. But I also think it's really important to feel accepted in the life that you want and the things that you enjoy and in your work. I think, I think the second and third one kind of go hand in hand acceptance and validation. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I kind what, of like, said the same thing. Yeah, work like, and interest groups, really. work and interest groups. 100%. Like there are definitely like, I like to go, I like to go get drinks with people after work that I work with. And I don't, they, when I'm having a rough day or a really good day, like they, they are there to validate they're there to validate and like accept how I'm feeling. And like, they're good friends for that. And like, I like that where I don't, I didn't maybe have that before. I also think it's important for each of these to think about, okay, how do I like to be um, shown affection? How do I like to be accepted? What validates me? And then from there, you can kind of, um, kind of decide who can fill that outside of your relationship. Yeah. You can take a look at like, I mean, coworkers, friends, acquaintances, and like fill the role and, you know, work on, work on feeling validation or acceptance in a form that's maybe not your significant other. Absolutely. And again, I think I just want to reiterate that it's not that your significant other shouldn't be doing all these things. They just can't be the only person doing all these things. And it's also okay if they really don't do some of them. I feel like I don't necessarily need validation in our relationship. I, I, I don't feel like it needs to feel validated for mm-hmm. me. I think what we've put into it is validation enough. So I think that my validation definitely comes from my work. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of hobbies. So um, I think that mine is definitely work related. And you crush it. And you, I mean, whenever you put your mind to something with work, you get it done. And that's been proven and shown time and time again. So I mean, that's obviously true. I think a point you made before, like, we don't have to like the same things. We don't, I think autonomy is the next one. Like we we don't have to like the same things. We, we definitely don't have necessarily all the same hobbies. Um, And we've both taken interest in each other's hobbies, but they're not our own hobbies. So it's not something like, I don't want to play tennis every week. No. And I have a group that I go and play tennis to get the, to, you know, to feel, to get that emotional need that Amber doesn't necessarily (laughs) want to do, you know, she'll play tennis with me every now and again, but it's not something she wants to do every week. So I also feel like even though I'm jumping ahead because we don't do it together all the time, when we do, it fills that connection void (laughs) because it's something that we're not doing all the time. So it's not becoming like mundane. And so it's a way for us to connect once in a while where every, we're doing something you really like. Just every time we play tennis, I really enjoy it. Like it brings me back to our first date almost. And yeah. it reminds me of that. You know, there's, there's feelings there and I like that. Connections, if yeah. you will. Connections, <laughs> yeah. But going back to autonomy, I just think this is exactly why you shouldn't date someone that's exactly like you. I don't, I don't like the opposites attract thing because you definitely need things in common. However, I just think that isn't it boring if you like everything? Yeah. And a hobby you like outside your relationship is so extremely healthy and so extremely good for your relationship. Um, Even a show, like I don't have a lot of hobbies. I love Bravo shows and I have a lot of like, I've joined a lot of Facebook groups that talk about Bravo shows. I don't necessarily like comment on them a lot, but I love to read the comments on them. And 
it's just sometimes nice to feel like part of a community outside your relationship. And I think autonomy in itself, obviously, is something that's so validating. Whenever I complete something myself, I feel so extremely good about it. Um, I love when I can just solely rely on me and no one else. I build all of the furniture we ever have. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I take on a lot of tasks that maybe I shouldn't because I'm not, it's not really my forte, but when I complete something that I all by myself and I don't need to rely on anyone else, I feel so good about myself. And so autonomy is key in a relationship and you can't be autonomous together. It's the, it's, that's the opposite of the word. Yeah. So that alone should tell you your partner can't help fill the autonomy like need in your life. Right. And I mean, my hobbies are very sports related. I get that validation, you know, when I'm out trying to win a tennis match on my own, or if I'm, if I'm working out and have a really, really good workout and really push myself, I feel like super validated in that. So sometimes it's, it's not even like people. It's just like the yourself. Hop- it's yourself. Yeah. You should be able to fill some of these on your own. Yes. 100%. The next is security. And I think this one is definitely, um, you know, you should be getting a good Driven portion of it from your partner, but I also think it should be in all the relationships of your life. You should feel secure in every relationship you have in your life or that relationship might not be for you. Yeah. I don't, there's not too much more to say about that. You need, I think it goes with the truck. Like you need to, you need to feel that people have your back and people that you have relationships with, like good relationships should have your back, like in tough moments or when, when you need it. And yeah, your partner should, your partner should be a big backbone and should be your security blanket as you hear. I mean, I've heard that saying a lot and you should have, you know, trust and that's the next one. I think trust in your partner. Yeah. These two definitely go hand in yeah. hand. And I think, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say just like every relationship, you, there should be some barrier of trust. You know, you, you know how far you should also know how much you can say in certain relationships and do. And, and do. and if you push it, like, you know, you need to rein it in, but you can't do that without, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit. So absolutely. Security and trust should be, in all your relationships. Those two go hand in hand. I just don't think there's that much more to say on that. I think that you should feel secure and trust the people in your life. And if not, that's something you alone need to reevaluate. But let's go to empathy. Uh, I think that there are people we choose to go to when we need specific things. And if I want empathy, I literally always go to Libby because she's very, um, well, for lack of a better word, empathetic, Yeah. but she isn't going to play devil's advocate. She's not going to make it about herself. She is always going to give me, um, you know, she's kind of one of those people that says like, what do you need? Yeah. And so she's not trying to solve the issue. She's just trying to be there as, you know, a sounding board and just a, a, a support. She's bit you know you bitch to bitch like she's not trying to solve the issue she's just there to to help yeah to help in whatever way I want and I think we talk about love languages a lot Mm -hmm. but I also think we forget to talk about um you know kind of our other languages of life so how do we feel like our needs are being met in certain situations 
what do we need? Because I never need someone to tell me what to do. Yeah. That's not ever what I want. I just want someone to listen to me. I'm not saying you have to agree with me. You can definitely say like, I don't think that's the right route. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to you. Right. Um, But I think for me, like my, I, what would you call it? My like, my like problem solving language, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. is just to be able to talk out my own thought process, whatever that may be. It's And I think women in general are like that. And I think men in general think that when women want to talk about their problems, and this is a, again, it's a generalization. I don't mean it for everyone, but I think a lot of times when women want to talk about their problems, men think they want a solution. And most of the time they don't. And I think it would be better for everyone if someone's coming to you about something to just say, do you want to listen or do you want a solution? Do you want me to listen or do you want a solution? This is one I think I really struggle with because I don't go to a lot of people to like, maybe for, there's some people I go to for work to like, if I need to bitch about work and like need to hash out a problem. But like, if I'm having issues with Amber, like, first off, we talk about a lot of our stuff like in person. So we do. But otherwise, I really, <laughs> I really, I think I internalize all everything. everything. I don't talk to anyone about our relationship. I literally don't. Maybe, maybe Sarah, maybe every now and again. But I don't think I talk to anyone. Like, I don't think I've like personally reached out to anyone. I mean, like, this is what's going on. Like, but you should. I definitely should. I definitely, I think I internalize, yeah, most of our issues and that is in itself an issue which is why you probably should go to therapy oh i so that you have somebody to discuss everything you hate about me because yeah. it i've never even ta- i've never even gotten to the point where i could even talk about you in therapy i'm not even there yet yeah but someday i i did i did just quit therapy but it's not because i'm not going i just want a new therapist yeah figuring um, it out the next thing is prioritization so For me, I like to feel like a priority. I always say I'm not the pre-party. So I'm not, I'm not, I am the party. I'm not the stop along the way for people. And I like to feel like I'm a priority in people's lives. So in turn, I choose people in my life that make me feel like a priority. I'm not saying I want to be everyone's top priority, but I, I want people to put in the energy that I put into them because I feel like I try to do a good job of making people in my life priorities when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we and try go to go to everyone's everyone. everything. Yeah. We try to go to weddings and baby showers and um, engagement, whatever, whatever people have, we try to make them feel like a priority. This year we've been, this is the worst we've ever been. We've actually missed three weddings this year and it's been excruciating for me. I hate missing out on people's yeah. um, big moments. However, I think that you need to get this from people other than your partner. I mean, Danny um, is working on prioritizing me. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I have trouble saying no to people. And then it's like, I love hanging out with Amber and doing things. But all of a sudden, then like, I just realized that I filled up my entire week with stuff I'm doing because I already have like preset stuff going on during the week. And I am really bad about that. So just like realizing that, you know, during the week I need to prioritize time and, a f- you know, personal time with Amber and give her, give her more time because she is important. And I want her to feel loved and feel like I'm there for her. So 
I also think that I give you like a false sense of prioritization because I'm such a homebody. So I'm available to you a lot more than you're available to me because mm-hmm. I like to be at home a lot. Yeah. I also work from home. So I think if I had your mentality, things might be a little bit different. And it's just like, sometimes it's just so easy when like I work in the office line, someone's like, Hey, like, let's go grab a beer quick. Like sometimes I don't even think about it. And then it's like, shit, like I probably shouldn't have done that. Or it. maybe I, yeah, I, it's I, only ever an issue when we have plans. Yeah. And it's like, I try to sneak. It's like, the problem is I try to sneak it in before our plans or I try to push our plan. It like never our, works. It never works. You guys have heard our argument yeah. episodes. Yeah. Just, it never works. But The next uh, item is connection. So I said spending time apart or doing things separate that interests you can lead to a deeper connection. At tennis, like we were talking about, is a good one. Even you just being gone for the last five days, I feel like this episode, we're both giving more than we usually give. We aren't fighting. We didn't fight before the episode. No, we didn't. We're having a really good conversation right now. And it might be because we spent five days apart. Yeah. We just missed each other. I Are think. you tearing up? No. Oh. We have always had, oh, so I'm, we've always had a, a strong connection. I think um, that's the basis of a relationship is yeah. we've always been actually very drawn to each other. And it's something that has kept us together because there are a million reasons that we could have ended this relationship. And I think one really strong thing we have is that we are on the same page about a lot of things and we've always just been extremely drawn to one another and i mean yeah we fight a lot and i mean we're very strong personalities but when we like can mesh and connect and share those moments they're like they're very special and i feel like we're like a very strong and powerful couple so uh, the last thing is space. Okay. So this one I love because this is you. This yep. is all just you. You fill yourself up in this space. Give yourself time alone. Learn what you like. If you think, I don't have any hobbies. I don't know what I like. Then you're not spending enough time alone. The things I like, playing games on my phone, watching random TV shows, going to bed early. And people thought I was crazy for, like I said, I just got home from a trip. Everyone else flew. And I drove because it gave me just time alone, just time to, Mm -hmm. I don't think my own thoughts and just, you know, have my own time and just relax and not worry about 20 people needing me at all at once. And he's talking about work, work. And I took my watch off. So I wasn't receiving buzzing all day and it was lovely. Yeah. I like to do that too. Occasionally is I'll drive myself somewhere, whether it's Nashville or, Minneapolis or Escanaba, all about six hours ish. And it gives me time to catch up on podcasts. I like, I don't have to work. I don't have to answer text messages. I get to just think whatever I want to think, let my mind wander, stop and get food that I want. There's so many times that I want something and Danny's not into it. And I, we all need those times because whether you have a significant other or you just have friends, um, you have people in your life that definitely dictate the things the decisions you make. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I love to do things that our friends love to do. I love to do things Danny loves to do, but the times when you get to just make a decision for just you, and this is pre us having kids, I can't even imagine what this is going to feel like when we have children, but like, it's just one of the best feelings in the whole world. I agree with that. 
it's just something about it. So I made a little list, just a couple of things that I thought of off the top of my head um, for when I want who I go to for certain things. Mm -hmm. So you should start thinking about this, make a list of people in your life and answer why you go to them. You know, why is it when something happens, why do you specifically text a certain person? Because I'm guessing for most people like me, it's not always the same person. So I already brought up Libby, but when I want to just straight up bitch about something, Mm -hmm. it's my sister Libby or Danny's sister, Sarah, because they both are great to just like complain with. They both give, you know, they got that good, like negative energy when you want it, where you're like, God, I just fucking hate this person or I, this situation. And they just like, they're not the people that are like, Oh no, like you don't have to do like, no, they're going to be like, wow, they're the fucking worst. They give me what I need in that moment. And that's why I I like, that's why I like my little work happy hour crew because Thursday after a week, everyone's ready to just really get down and bitch about stuff. So I have my little crew that I go to for that. But yeah, my sister and Libby are definitely good candidates for that. I also said Libby, like I said about empathy, she's also someone that I go to when I just want factual information or a loving response. Like if I'm, you know, spiraling about something, Libby will tell me the facts. She's not gonna, um, you know, she's a nurse. So she's extremely smart. She knows so many things and she's going to make me feel better or at least make me know like reality, not just like letting my brain spiral. Let's let's be honest. I go to you for that. So so (laughs) I'm not going to which is maybe I need to find someone else because you're always like, stop asking me everything. That's true. We do. I feel like there's definitely things that we need a little more balance on when it comes to you coming to me about it. That being said, I also have learned from this. that I think I need to do better at being affectionate towards you. I just like to ask you everything. And I I know that's an issue. I know it is. I know it is. Um, I also put when I want a realist approach that is going to be totally unbiased, I go to Jenny because she's always there to, you know, she looks, she looks at everything kind of in a business sense. And she thinks about it in a way that that's not how my mind goes to at first. And so I really appreciate that. And so when I need, when I need someone to be like super real without putting their own bias on it, mm-hmm. Jenny's the person. Mevin Jarm are usually my two go-tos for that. Just the same thing, the business sense. Which is interesting because they're all very successful people, which makes sense in their own industries. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. It's in no way healthy to get everything you need in life from your partner. It's why people and businesses with a niche are much more successful. Um, And I just, I always say this, especially when I talk to my dad, I don't understand people that try to be good at everything. Strengthen your strengths play to your own, you know, positive attributes. Like, wouldn't you want, like, if you knew what your few strengths were, wouldn't you want to push those as far as you could and be the best you could be in those things rather than like try to spread yourself thin on a bunch of, I don't know, then you're just become mediocre. You can't expect your partner to give you everything you need. And if you do, you're setting yourself up for failure. I don't, um, it's funny because there are definitely couples that you meet and you're like, there's no way things can be that good. Like there's no way that they're just that happy, that in love, blah, blah, blah. And it's always funny to me when like you hear of a couple like that breaking up and it's like, no shit. They're trying to be each other's everything. And you just, that's no one can, that's too high of an expectation. No one can be that. 
I can't and be you, your everything and you cannot be mine. And I don't no, and you shouldn't, want you shouldn't, to. <laughs> no, and, you sh- and you shouldn't put that on someone else. You need to, you need to figure that out for yourself and find balance between your feelings and emotions in your life. That That is not worth putting. That is not, you can't put that on someone. If you don't want to have to be everything for someone else, you can't expect someone to be everything for you. Nope. And if you want that, then you need to look inward and think about, what you're not giving yourself because you have to be a whole person and a fulfilled person to be happy in a relationship. Someone else is not going to give you that. No, no, they're not. They're only going to add to it. Yeah. I think there's a saying about um, babies make a good relationship good and a bad relationship worse. But I think that you could also say that like a fulfilled person makes a good relationship better and a bad relationship um worse if you're you know not fulfilled so like someone who feels very fulfilled in their life is going to be able to share that fulfillment with a significant other and if they're feeling unfulfilled it's only gonna be depleted in a bad relationship it's gonna be bad (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe it wasn't a good example but whatever i already said it (laughs) (laughs) uh so anything else you want to add tonight zach zackham i think i am good Think we're we're gonna go watch the Packer game. Woo. Go pack. Go pack. And uh um yeah, so stay tuned, I guess, for next week's episode. It'll be our last one of season one of relationship goals question mark. Ah! And then we will um, you know, we're gonna go strong into season two. It's gonna Real be really strong. good. Yeah. We're excited. We're gonna give you guys some more, more damber, more guests. Um, more everything more it's just gonna be bigger it's gonna be two times the size you know Woo. well why don't you give us one uh, a toast one of our last two toasts of season one oh cheers to people finding balance in their lives and not relying on one person for everything and have a good day have a good fucking day